Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review. Evening briefing uh, tonight. We do apologise about the delay, folks. Um, we were uh, broadcasting, of course, after uh, the pre-Hearts press conference. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and Captain James Tavernier uh, put up for the press uh, this afternoon. Um, yeah, so just apologies, folks. It's taken a little while, a few technical difficulties, but we're here now, and I'm joined by Johnny McFarlane. Uh, how are we doing, Johnny? Yep, not bad, Derek. Busy day uh, here at the Rangers Review HQ, so um, looking forward to having a chat about the events as they've unfolded. Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, uh, folks, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst uh, was first up uh, to speak to ourselves ahead of that game tomorrow night, uh, and it's fair to say uh, questions were put to him regarding uh, supporter discontent. Uh, he was asked, uh, how have you gone about lifting the mood at the training ground, I'll quickly run through uh, the key points here. He says, uh, we analysed the game and how it was played. We created a lot of chances. I think it was the most we've created in an away game this season, but we weren't clinical enough. The two goals we conceded cannot happen when you play at this level. Stats-wise, we want every game like this because we had 70% possession and created so many chances, but you have to make sure you score. We didn't do that in the first half an hour, and it made it more difficult when we conceded. The way we conceded the second goal made it more difficult for us. We scored to make it 2-1, but couldn't score the equaliser. So that was very disappointing. That's what we analysed, and we have to step up tomorrow for another big game. Uh, the point you made there, uh, Johnny, um, stats-wise, you want to every game to be like this in regards to possession. Now, you wrote a piece on the website with regards to that. It's all right having 99% possession. It's what you do with it that counts. And Rangers, certainly on Sunday, um, couldn't uh, lack that cutting edge. And James Tavenier did uh, mention uh, a lack of uh, uh, being clinical in that, that final third at various points during his press conference. Rangers uh, simply are a bit blunt at the moment at, at either side of the pitch, losing sloppy goals and not killing teams off. Yeah, I mean, uh, the expected goals for the game differs by whoever's offering the statistics. But I think generally Rangers were gaining about 1.5. Um, so they'd be expected to score, score a goal and a half um, per game, which, I mean, it's not great, is it? Not, no. It doesn't exactly show you a team that's um, creating lots and lots of high-quality chances. Now, to put it in context, against Aberdeen, the expected goals was over six. So uh, they were they created... 25% of what they, they did against Aberdeen um, based on the, the statistics. So I don't know if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is, is really right on that. I, I certainly don't agree with him. I think if you look at the quality of chances Rangers created, yes, there was a lot of possession. Yes, there was a lot of control of the ball in areas that uh, could lead to chances, but very few big chances in that game actually came about. Now, yeah. You, you name one, Derek. I mean, the one for me that stands apart from the rest, probably the header from Fashion Sakala that, that crashed back off the bar in the first half. Yeah. That's not a great high XG chance. You know, headers are, are notoriously difficult to score from um, if you're looking at it from a statistical point of view. But apart from that, not great. John wants some long-range yeah. effort. What else are we talking about? Uh, a poor bit of control by Antonio Cholak, but he didn't. Um, pull the trigger as fast as perhaps he should have. That's it, really. I can't really think of a lot more than that. Yes, again, just to reiterate, 
a lot of control of the ball in, in areas where you would expect chances to come, a lot of crosses in the box, a heck of a lot of corners, 20 I think it was in, in the game, but St Johnston were really, really, really comfortable and, and I thought, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, I thought they controlled the game from a tactical point of view. We've yeah. learned our lesson over the years. Uh, possession is nothing, Derek. Um, it really isn't. And uh, possession for possession's sake, especially, is it's just a fool's errand, really. And, and I think Rangers have to be realistic and compare their performance against St. Johnson to the performance against Aberdeen and look at the underlying stats. And it was miles and miles away, especially in that second half, which was really, really poor. Yeah. Uh, let's get a few more points that Van Bronckhorst made uh, during his press conference. He was asked... Uh, there's a feeling there's a lack of belief the team can close the gap. What would you say to that? Uh, he says, we're convincing for ourselves. Of course, we have the belief. It doesn't mean if you're losing games, you don't have the belief. The first half an hour, I saw a lot of belief, a lot of desire to go forward and score goals. That was obvious for everyone to see. The result was very disappointing, but there's still a long way to go. We've made it more difficult for ourselves to lose points for the second time in the last couple of weeks. We need to change that because we need to get... Uh, the points every time, and he did. He was asked, uh, "Do you accept you cannot slip up this week before the break, um, because it gives uh, everyone the time to stew and maybe make changes?" That that was in uh, with regards to his own position. He says it's very important to get the two wins. Then we have the break for five weeks. I know we will use the break to get some players back and be stronger when we continue our league after uh, the World Cup. Um, uh, he's got a fair point with regards to the injuries, Johnny. He did mention that um, Rangers have been hamstrung with a, a raft of injuries. I've never known so many players to be out, and not just out with little knocks, out for long periods of time. Is that a fair comment to suggest that he's not had a, a fair crack of the whip? He's not had that, that squad to, to select from, really? Yeah, it's absolutely fair to say that injuries have decimated this Rangers team. And when players aren't playing well, they don't have the pressure from behind them in the squad for other guys to come in. You look at players like Kemar Roof, you look at players like Ryan Jack, John Suter in defence, who could have put a lot of pressure on. Um, it, it's all throughout the team. Just when Yilmaz looked like he was about to come good, like he was going to show what he was capable of, out injured. Fashion Sakala didn't have a very good game, it has to be said, on the weekend, but has been coming on to a game and has looked like the, the answer to that conundrum at right wing for certainly the time being. And again, a muscle injury against uh, St. Johnson and, and it's going to be out for um, a week or so, which rules him out of the final two games before the World Cup break. So that's been incredibly difficult. There's no doubt about that. The, the, the compact, congested schedule of games that has had to take place for this World Cup has been a bit unfair for players and certainly it's it's across the board there's a lot of injuries in football at the moment because of it. Um, that said, you know, Rangers have the depth and the quality that they should be beating St. Johnson. It's as simple as that. They should be beating them, you know, every time they play. Um, I accept that every once in a while in football, you're going to get a freak result when you batter on the door and you batter on the door and you batter on the door and the team puts a worldie in the top corner and to some extent that's what happened but it's been happening too often that Rangers haven't been performing at a level that would that allows them to have a big gap in these type of games that allows them to 
to look comfortable. That's what Celtic have week in, week out, Derek. That's what they do. They, they go at teams from the very beginning, they put them to bed, and then they can take their foot off the gas a little bit. And I don't think Celtic have, have been as badly affected this season by injuries as, um, as Rangers have. And, and that's definitely helped them. But that's not an excuse. Everyone yeah. who's watching this knows Celtic are a better side than Rangers at the moment. And that's a, that's that'll be a tough one for every every Rangers fan to take. Um, but ultimately, you've got to look at your competitor in Scottish football. You've got to aim to be better than them. That's what the, the name of the game is. If you can't do that, you won't last long as a Rangers manager. And fundamentally, that's why Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is, is in deep trouble at the moment. Yeah, uh, let's get to a few of the comments before we come back to the press conference. Ian Campbell says, uh, thanks for your message this morning, John. That, that was me, Ian, uh, but it's uh, great to have your company uh, this evening. Uh, and a comment coming in here, McCluskey says, new frames. Unfortunately not, uh, I actually couldn't find my normal glasses, so I had to uh, stick these ones on. Uh, Diego Barlow's been in and nabbed on me. Yeah, these are Hugo Boss numbers, so uh, I'll have no dissing the spectacles this evening. Thanks very much. Um, let's get back to the press conference. That's why people are tuning in. Um, some interesting points I wanted to get your, your thoughts on, Johnny. Um, yes. He was asked, uh, there's a feeling among the fans that it's time for a change. Are you aware of that? He says it's only natural to be aware of it. I don't live in a basement, so it's obvious for everyone to see myself as well. All I can do is focus on my performance with the team and to focus on winning games. That's all that matters. I'm 47. I've been in football many years. I know how it works. So for me, that's not a problem. Then he was asked in the back of that, uh, can you turn it around, which is... Uh, I often think these questions are a bit, bit daft. You're not going to get a Gordon Strachan-esque answer, are you? But he says, of course I can turn it around. Otherwise, I'm not sitting here. Um, he'll know, Johnny. He's been in the, in the game long enough, hasn't he? I think he's been manager in, in Holland with Feyenoord, of course. Um, won the league there and then it sort of uh, kept me a point when, when there was a, a mutual decision to depart ways. And in China, he, he's had a, a, a rough time. He was asked about the time at Rangers, whether it's his toughest that he's experienced uh, as a manager. And quite an interesting response uh, I thought he gave with regards to this one. He says, my situation isn't tough when you compare with other people right now in this moment in the world. It's not about being tough, difficult. I had more difficult moments when I was at Feyenoord. I had difficult moments when I was a player, but it's the same in life. You have positives, you have negatives. That's all of us. When you have a bad moment, you have to work hard because in these moments, you have to show your character, and that's what I'm doing uh, right now. So, I mean, he's putting on a brave face, I think, Johnny, with, with regards to that, but there's no doubt about it. He'll acknowledge that he's under severe pressure. He needs wins, doesn't he? Yeah, well, you're talking about a manager that when he was at Feyenoord had a draw, seven defeats, and then a draw. So nine games without a win at one of the biggest yeah. clubs in Holland. So he has been through tough times, and that should stand him in good stead. But the problem, Derek, and I'll repeat myself because I've been saying this for the last few days, is that when you lose the Rangers fans, I've never known them to be won back. And I don't know any Rangers fans currently that are backing Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to turn this round. He's going to have yeah. to do a remarkable job in terms of bouncing back from this if he's going to remain in situ for the long term. So it's great that he's coming out with some fight and talk, but listen, you and I both know that only wins will get him through this and he'll need to go on a winning run that is quite remarkable. He is a lovely guy. He's an intelligent guy. Um, I, I think it's been great 
talking to him in press conferences, Derek, both you and I have, have dealt with him and we know that he's a very courteous man who will answer any question. He's an open yeah. book. He's not um, one of these managers that's kind of passive-aggressive and that makes you you're worried to ask a, a question, yeah. a difficult question. Yeah. He's, 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 a, he's, he's a very, very good guy to deal with. But it's it's real pressure that he's under. And, and, and when you're at Rangers, it doesn't matter if you're a nice guy. Um, you need to deliver those results. And that's the culture of the club is about winning. Uh, all the way through history, that's what it's been about. So he needs to start picking up points. He needs to start that against Hearts tomorrow night. He needs to go into the game against St Mirren and do the same there. And then he needs to go away. I'm assuming if he wins both those games, you know, he's not going anywhere given he's not lost his job on the back of this defeat in Perth. He needs to go away and have a real long think about the style of play, this team, who he has available and how he's going to fit these players back. Because let me tell you, Derek, it doesn't get any easier. People look at it and think, well, Yanis Hadji comes back, he'll be huge. Kamar Roof comes back, he'll be huge. John Sutter, Sutter. Um, but the problem is, Derek, is players don't just come back to finish article. They have to yeah. build up to fitness. They have to get used to the, the style of play and the demands. And sometimes it can take a while and they can huff and puff. And, you know, it's not going to be a panacea just getting these players back. It will help, but they won't just hit the ground running. So... I can see real problems ahead, Derek. You know the pressure is absolutely intense at the moment, and that isn't going to go away. And the truth is, any more drop points, and it's just going to accelerate, and that just puts the players under an extra level of, of intensity and pressure. And we know that that results in difficult decisions on the pitch because... You're not going to perhaps put yourself out there in a creative sense like you would normally. You're going to be more inhibited because primarily you're thinking about avoiding mistakes. That is not yeah. a good be for a Rangers player. And my concern is once you start on this path, it's very, very difficult to get off it. It'd be a remarkable achievement if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst were to turn that around from this position. Seven yeah. points against a Celtic team that doesn't lose games. It's so tough. So tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I asked him about the, the injury situation and specifically Alex Lowry, who was uh, omitted from the squad at the weekend. And uh, I asked for an update on Fashion Sakala. Sakala had a scan yesterday. It's a, a minor muscle injury, but he's out for a week. Um, so he'll be back after the World Cup break. The Lowry uh, omission was interesting. He says, Alex Lowry is not in the squad. He is fit to play, but not in the squad. He then expanded later on. He says... Uh, why is he not in the squad? Well, I can only pick 20. It's very simple. I hope he will be back soon because it's a long time ago last season. He's been out for how many months? So for me, it's just a case of seeing the players I have, the players I will need. That's all I think about. All the players who are in the 20 squad at the moment deserve to be in that squad. This has sparked a lot of debate, uh, Johnny, because if, if he's good enough to come on against Ajax, um, surely he's good enough to, to feature against St. Johnston or Harps, there's something a bit amiss there. Uh, a lot of speculation, a lot of fans asking why we're not seeing Alex Lowry. These situations are always difficult, Derek, because they can often be situations that happen behind the scenes that we're not privy to, especially yeah. around young players and their attitude. And um, and I think that, that fundamentally, you look at Alex Lowry, and like you say, you, you, you lay out the fact he came on against Ajax. 
you lay out the, the fact that he come back from injury, that he impressed so much towards the end of last season. And it's not, it doesn't seem to be a consistent policy around this young player, does it? This, this young talent. Um, yeah. It's a bit in and out. And listen, to be honest, I suppose there's been a level of consistency about that with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst in terms of players coming in out of his thoughts. You saw James Sands was absolutely key for the first X amount of games this season. And then he had a sending off against Napoli and that was yeah. him out for, I think, seven games and before he came back in. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, one of these managers that I think likes to change it um, if, he's, if he feels like someone's dropped off. Um, and that looks like what has happened with, with Alex Lowry because he is fit, he is back, and maybe Gio thinks he needs to go back to the B team, get a few more minutes because he's not quite up to it. I mean, that what's clear is Gio doesn't think he's up to it because yeah. he's made a point there of saying that uh, those who are in the 20 deserve to be in the 20. And what does yeah. that mean about a player that's not in the 20? That he doesn't deserve to be in the 20, isn't it? Yeah. Um, without giving that headline. So reading between the lines, it's, it's pretty clear. Personally, um, if we take away things that might be happening behind the scenes, and I'm just talking about it on a football point of view, I think Alex Lowry should be in that uh, squad. I'm not saying he should start, but I think he should definitely be in that squad. Rangers lack pace and creativity, legs and creativity in midfield. And Alex Lowry yeah. is one of the players in the squad who can find the pass that, that, that splits defences, that, that tears teams asunder. So you'd always want him in there. And Rangers have gone to great um, lengths to talk about creating pathways for young players. I think it's a great thing sometimes in times like this when the club's having a tough time, it's overlooked some of the work that goes on behind the scenes at Rangers. I think there's a lot of really, really good stuff happening, especially around the youth academy and has been for some time. Um and one of those things is that they have a, a real plan for some of these top quality young players, but the manager needs to be bought into it. Um, yeah. And if, if you're not seeing Alex Lowry, um, it's frustrating. And uh, But Derek, you have to clarify, sometimes things in football clubs can't just be said publicly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find out over the coming, coming weeks whether or not um, Alex Lowry gets another chance anytime soon. Yeah, it's going to lead to speculation, there's no doubt about it. You know what football yeah. fans uh, are like when, when just reading between the lines. Uh, uh, I am Neil, gets in touch. Uh, you're a bit late today, guys. Been refreshing my feed all day, waiting on you. Do apologise, uh, buddy, uh, but we're here now, so all good things come to those uh, who wait. Right, uh, Johnny, I want to get your thoughts on uh, James Tavernier's press conference. A yeah. few interesting snippets from that. Uh, I want to touch on this. He was asked, do you have a message specifically to the fans that are getting angrier and losing belief, you can turn it around. He says, look at the stage of the season. There's still a lot more games to go. It would be criminal for us as a team to think it's all over at this stage of the season. Um, we know there's plenty more games to go, and we're only going to get better. We're going to get injuries back into the team, especially after the break. And we know we've got performances in us. It's about delivering that on the pitch. There's nothing to be worried about, but it's down to us as a team to nail it down in the finer details in games where we need to finish teams off. Well, he's right about... Uh, uh, improving the finer details in games and finishing teams off. But uh, the, the point where he says it's nothing to worry about, uh, that's easier said than done. The Ranger supporters uh, that I speak to are worried and concerned. And I tell you what, if points are dropped tomorrow night, then there will be even more concern. So um, certainly a lot of belief 
uh, and James Tavernier, Johnny, that, that they can get with this situation? Yeah, I mean, what else is he going to say? He's a captain who gets slaughtered if he was if he faced up and de delivered an honest answer to every question, wouldn't he? And this is the problem: is that you just can't really say what you feel. I mean, for example, Conor Goldson after the Hibs game, the semi-final of the League Cup last year, was honest for three minutes, and I think Rangers PR man would have been yeah. tearing his hair out at that point because he was just far too <laughs> honest. Yeah, um, and and and. Players just have to play this game of uh, of bland platitudes after defeats because, you know, it's the safest way to deal with these things. Um, I thought one example of, it, of of doing it very well was John Lundstrom after the Aberdeen game, who came in and, and gave a, a nine-minute masterclass um, in his press conference. I think if you watch that back on our YouTube channel, there's quite a lot of people saying future captain because he handled it so well and there was none of the kind of... Um, standardised answers that you sometimes get. And I thought Tavernier um, was doing that a little bit today, but I can totally understand why I'd probably do the same thing myself, to be honest. It's, it's the only yeah. way you can handle these kind of situations. But I, I don't agree with him that there's nothing to worry about. I know why he said that, um, yeah. but I think there's plenty to, to worry about. And if you're a Rangers team that's just come off the back of a 2-1 defeat at St. Johnson, and you've drawn a game against Livingston at home in the last three games, therefore dropping five points. I, I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat that. That's just not in keeping with this club. It's not in keeping with the traditions or history. And it's certainly not in keeping with a club that's going to go and do what we expect this team to do, which is to defeat Celtic and reclaim that Premiership title. That, yeah. that looks like it's not going to happen, even in the most optimistic um, assessments of this season ahead. Um, you just have to be honest about that. I don't think there's many people out there that, that would say that Rangers are, are, are in good shape to do that, Derek. And, and even with the players that come back from injury, of all, as I've already said, that that's not necessarily the, the panacea that people think it is. Yeah. Um, Alex Kelly gets in touch. Uh, he says, I thought I'd tune into the two Ronnies tonight. Uh, that's one for the, the older generation. Unfortunately not, Alex. Uh, you don't get much comedy here, uh, I'm sorry to say. Um, and Donald Patrick said, points out here, when asking question, why not ask him what's the point of taking corners with no end product? Well, I asked James Tavernier this. Uh, I got a, an interesting response, shall we say. Uh, asked him, um, what's the situation with the set pieces and deliveries? A lot of criticism coming their way. Is it something that isn't translating from the training ground into games, or do you need to devote more time to it in training? He says, I'm not entirely sure. If you saw the first half, I think we won quite a lot of set pieces, first headers, and obviously my goal was from a set piece. I know it was the second phase, but we always continue to work hard at set pieces. Um, for me, Johnny, I think that's an area of uh, the game. Rangers need to improve. I think on Sunday it was there was so many balls into the box. I lost count of the amount of corners that were getting flung in there, and, and they weren't getting on the end of them. So it's certainly an, an area that Rangers require a lot of improvement, and that they've struggled at this season in set, set pieces and deliveries, haven't they? Oh, absolutely, Derek. I mean, they've scored two goals from set pieces this this season so far. They scored 16 yeah. last season. So, uh, you know, they're, they're on target to do significantly less than they did previously. And, and fundamentally, I don't need to tell anyone watching this how important set pieces are in the modern game. The defences are hyper-organised compared to what they were back in the day, even 10 years ago. 
So it's more and more difficult to. Oh, uh, Johnny's. It's good night from me. Uh, <laughs> but you're back, he's back. Somebody was phoning me there on my phone, which makes it difficult. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's very difficult to crack open defences. They're much more organised. Much more organised than they once were, Derek. Yeah. Um, so set pieces are absolutely crucial in the modern game. There's just no getting away from it. And uh, Tom Coleshaw, I thought, clearly did a good job with that because you could see that there was routines that were in place at Rangers that were, were creative and um, and and you could actually see that that, that work had gone in on the training ground. On it. And I'm listen. I'm not for a minute suggesting that work hasn't gone in, Derek. Of course it will. Have. It's a professional football club. Yeah. But the numbers don't lie. They're significantly down year on year. So I think whatever they've been doing, they might want to change it up because um, you're getting to a stage now where uh, you can't allow this to go on. They're so crucial. Yeah. And as uh, Alan says, uh, I want a bag of cans and Tom Coleshaw back. <laughs> certainly, uh, they, they certainly need to improve their set pieces, that's for sure. And hopefully that they've worked on them for tomorrow night. That'll do us there, folks. Thanks to everyone for interacting with the show as ever. It's very much appreciated. Just a reminder, little ticker below, we've got that tremendous offer on the website. Uh, just a pound for two months' worth of coverage. Uh, head over and support the work we do. It's rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe. We'll be back again tomorrow uh, to look ahead to the match at Ibrox. Uh, and Johnny and Joshua will be at the game for us, so we'll have your usual uh, pre-match videos and build-up, as well as all the, the post-match uh, reaction uh, as well. So it's a, a goodbye from Johnny, as you can see there, and it's a, a goodbye from me.